0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 443 and part four in our five-part series of how to launch your products on Amazon, actually how to find and launch your products on Amazon, and this is our private label roadmap series that we've been going through now, and this is part four, and it's actually phase three in the the five phases for launching a product. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk all about the pre-launch, which is really your listing creation, optimization, all of that fun stuff, and choosing the right launch strategy and getting prepped for the big day, and that is your launch day. And again, I have my good friend, Chris Schaefer, on to walk through this with me. So Chris, how's it going?
1: It is going fantastic. It's a little cloudy outside, but other than that, I cannot complain you know, Scott, you and I both kind of moved south. I'm from Pennsylvania. You're from New York. And it's getting here into the middle of November at the time that we're recording this. And it's like 70 degrees outside. Oh, wow. And yeah, it still gets dark at like 415. <laughs> but <laughs> at least it's not 20 and snowing. My mom just called True. me yesterday and said that it was like flurrying and that it was cold. And I got to admit, I don't miss that. No. At all. No, I, 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 like I don't snow. miss that at all. no. Yeah, I like I just snow. Don't like I, the stuff that comes with it. Yeah,
0: all the salt and uh, the sand on the roads and all that fun and the stuff.
1: temperature and that stuff. Yeah. Like if it could snow and be 70, that would be amazing. Yeah. But I'll take 70 and no snow. <laughs>
0: exactly. All right, cool. So yeah, you've got cloudy weather there, but it's still 70 degrees. So that's cool. And uh, I just want to let people know it's not going to be a cloudy day here or on this podcast today because we are going to be diving into some stuff that should bring a little sunshine into your life because once you get through this process... Uh, really, you're going to understand exactly what it takes. And we're really going back and kind of retracing our steps on what we've recently done, because a lot of people, Chris, say, well, is the stuff that you talked about in the podcast still relevant? And for the most part, yes, with some exceptions to maybe, you know, reviews or maybe even picking products, because maybe you don't go after the products that sell more than, you know, 10 a day like we're doing now, maybe before we would go as high as 50 a day. Uh, But we have changed a few things, and that's why we've wanted to Do this series. Now, if you guys are just tuning in and you've missed the other parts, I would recommend going to the show notes to this episode, which I'll have all of the episodes in links below that you can go ahead and uh, you can kind of go back and make sure that you start from the beginning. If you want to go through this entire process that we're going through in this series, In a workshop form, actually, like looking over our shoulder, we're going to actually be taking you through this in about 90 minutes versus taking it over five or six episodes in the podcast. You can always go to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash workshop, register for an upcoming workshop. It's where we break down the five phases, pretty much what we're doing here. This isn't an audio version. That'll be in more of a visual version and we do Q&A and all that fun stuff. But what we're going to talk about today, and I think it's really, really important once you get to this part, is understanding what you're doing in this phase. And I kind of want to go back a little bit too and say, you can see how we're breaking things down. We're chunking things down. Whenever something gets like overwhelming or complicated It's always a good idea to chunk things down. I just talked to my wife the other day because we're having my father come in and spending a couple of weeks with us and she's kind of stressing out a little bit like wanting to get the house like ready and their room ready and all this stuff. I'm like listen just chunk it down. That's what we gotta do. Chunk it down one thing at a time and that's what we have to do here. So that's why while you're following through this even though you might not be in the pre-launch phase go through this listen to it. This will be here for you when you get to this phase. If you are in phase one, which is the product research phase, don't leave that phase until you are done with that phase. Really, really important. So what I want to do today, though, is really dig into the pre-launch, which is super important. Chris, why would you say that the pre-launch is really important?
1: Well, the Scott, the pre-launch is important. And we talked back, I guess it was two episodes ago or two, two sections ago in this, about <clears throat> How important product selection is, right? Because it's kind of setting the stage for everything. This is that next big chunk for me that sets the stage for everything. It's kind of getting that best guess as to getting the listing up, getting our foundation in and set, right? Product selection is kind of like picking where we're going to build the house. And the pre launch phase is really building the foundation, it sets us up for success, right? It's the other thing that we need before we can build the house and make it pretty and, and live happily ever after inside of it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of dig into like there's two parts to the pre-launch that we talk about and that we teach. All right. And number one, I want people to understand this. I'm going to be saying this a lot, guys. So get used to it. And the reason why I'm doing this because I really want it to sink in. I want you guys to understand this. When we are creating our listing, which we need to do like right now, like at this point, if you've been following along and if you are in this stage now, you've already found your product, you've found the sourcing, you've ordered your samples, you are, I uh, have you've already placed an order, like you're ready to go. Like you're waiting for that product. That could be 30 days, it could be 40 days, it could be 60 days before you get that. While we're waiting, we're doing this. What you need to understand is we have to create that listing now. We are going to be optimizing our listing. Now, what do I mean by optimization? What I mean is we want to give Amazon what they want, and we also want to give people searching for our products what they want, and ultimately, that's what Amazon wants. Amazon wants us to be relevant. If someone is searching for a stainless steel garlic press, they want that to show up that is relevant to that search, okay? So it's just like Google. It's just like YouTube. It's just like any search engine. They want to bring back the most relevant results. Now, a lot of people say, but Scott, how do I rank and get in that spot? It all starts with optimization. If you do not tell Amazon what you are or what your product is, they don't know. They aren't going to be able to see that just by you creating a listing and just filling in a couple of, you know, a couple of spots on that listing. It's really important that you tell Amazon what you are selling in detail. And there's going to be some components here which are really important while you are building this. Now, let me just say this. It doesn't have to be perfect. A lot of people say, "Well, Scott, I don't want to send my images in yet because they're not 100% what I want to send in." You you have to fill this out. We're building the structure, in a sense. We're building the the uh, the framework for your listing. You can always go back and update. I know myself. I mean, and Chris, and you know, our partner, like. We're always going in there and seeing where we can maybe add, or we can tweak, or maybe make an image better. Maybe we did it in a hurry because we wanted to get the listing up, whatever. You can always go back and do that. But understand, hold on, Chris. So so understand that if you get this right, then when you start to get into the second part of this, which is the launch phase, then it will help you and benefit you. And you'll see why here in a second. Go ahead, Chris.
1: And I think that's something that a lot of people miss, Scott. This is like uh, the pre-launch phase is our best guess right? It's, it's an informed guess. And you don't have to get it perfect. The cool thing about this is, as we learn, as we grow, the listing is going to change a little bit. But this is setting ourselves up for success as best as we can in the beginning. As we start to get more information, we might change the images. We might change the bullet points. We might change the title. But we're trying to get it as good as we possibly can with the information we have right now so that when we launch the product, we set ourselves up for success as best as possible. You and I go in and tweak this stuff, and it's going to change. And that's something that a lot of people miss. They just think that this is it, this is done, and and it's up. But even you and I guess wrong sometimes, and that's okay. We just have to learn from that. We kind of go back through the process that we're going to talk about, pick th- some different keywords like we'll talk about here today, and re uh, republish that listing and see what happens so we're really laying the foundation we're setting up this framework like you just called it to give ourselves that success we are gonna make some changes just know that up front
0: yeah it, absolutely and you know again a lot of people they get they get stuck because they want it to be perfect um I, mean, I did it has, to,
1: it has to be perfect and it doesn't it just it doesn't. It, Done is better than perfect. Right?
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, I did want to go back here. I mentioned that you guys can go to the show notes page to get these links. And I don't even think I mentioned the show notes. Uh, a lot of you know that it's the episode number, but it's at theamazingseller.com forward slash 443. And that will take you there. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of calling that out right now is because everything we talk about is going to be there, but also a, additional resources that we've talked about on other podcast episodes, like optimization with Karen Thaxton. I will put that in this episode. Okay, so when you go here, I'm going to, and again, going back to the other episodes, 440, 441, 442, those, every single one, I will be adding the resources that I feel are relevant that we have talked about in the past on other episodes. This way here, you don't have to go through all 400 plus episodes. I get a lot of people that they start from the very beginning and work themselves through. What I'm trying to do here is create a series, so this way here, everything is kind of, in certain sections, and I can always keep that up to date, all right, so uh, I will be dropping in some optimization uh, tips, best practices, all of that stuff, I will be talking about it here, but I'm going to be throwing in those other links there, so episode 443 is where you'll find all the show notes and transcripts, theamazingseller.com forward slash 443, Um, go there, check that out if you're interested in getting those additional resources, so let's dig in, Uh, okay, your listing. Where do you start? Well, number one, you have to go in and you have to create that listing. Now, I'm not gonna be able to do that here and kind of tell you like all of the nuances as far as like setting it up. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, number one, you have to have an account. I think we all know that. So you're gonna go and sign up for your account. But then from there, you're going to go and list your uh, product. You're gonna go ahead and start to fill out the, uh, the the form for the product. There's gonna be some things that you need in that listing. Number one, is you need images, right? Images are to me what is going to ultimately help sell your product. So, I have a note here to remind you guys, they need to be high quality images. Now the question I get asked a lot is, Scott, well, wait a minute here. I don't have my, my, my finished product. I have my samples. What do I do? How do I get high quality images? Well, take a picture of your sample and put it in that place. No one is going to see it until you are alive. And like Chris said, it's better to have something there than nothing there. So put something there. But once you get your product, You want to make sure you have high-quality images, and this is something I would not chintz on. I would not take shortcuts here. I would definitely make sure that you invest in high-quality images or take them yourself and at least have high-quality lighting, have them well-lit, because one thing that can make a picture really, really look bad is bad lighting, poor lighting, uh, and you want to make sure that they are clean, all right? And I like lifestyle pictures, too, uh, on the additional images showing how the the, uh, product is being used, all of that stuff. Now, does that help you rank as far as optimization? Not necessarily as far as like Amazon sees it and they're going to rank you better, but what it could do, two different things. Number one, if it's high quality images, Amazon knows if it's a low quality or high quality images. So that could give you a little bit of a boost because it gives you what they call a zoom over feature where you can kind of hover over the image and you'll see the image uh, in detail. And people want to be able to see that stuff. So that's one thing that could give you a little bit of a bump. But the other thing is, is when people can see the product up close and kind of in their face and they can kind of you know see different angles or see how it's being used, that could convert that to a sale. And we'll talk about this, why that sale is important because now that helped you turn someone that's just looking uh, at your product into a buyer and that will signal that your product after being searched is something that someone had found useful and they bought. All right, and we'll talk about that and on how that all works. But I just want to say, images are really, really super important. They're the attention grabber in a sense. The next thing is is a title. Okay, your subject or your your title of your uh, of your listing. Okay, and we say use a strong title. And what we mean by that is using. Keywords, Chris, why don't you go into like how would someone if they're just starting they have no idea what keywords to put in there? Talk a little bit about what to put in there But also why it's important to use that space and how it's weighted and all that stuff
1: So for the title itself Scott the the question that you and I get all the time is like where do I even start with this? And if you want to know the real ninja trick it's take a look at what some of the other competitors are doing and see what keywords they're using. That's where I would start. I would take a look and see what other people are calling the product. But what we're really looking for in the title in terms of the keywords are the, the generic ways that most people are going to describe the product, right? It doesn't need to be uh, blue steel, stainless, garlic, long-handled garlic press with garlic pressing capabilities, right? right? What we're looking for are the the main chunks. So garlic press, right? Maybe lemon press, ginger press, the different ways that people can describe that product. And I would start by looking at what the competitors are doing to get those keywords. I would also use a tool like uh, Google's display planner tool, or even something like Google Trends to see what other things people are using. The other tool that I think gets gets overlooked a lot that's absolutely free is Amazon's Auto Suggest mm, or Google Auto Suggest.
0: yeah, that's a great one
1: where if you're okay, let's say we're selling a garlic press we're trying to figure out what the title is. I'm going to type in garlic in the Amazon search engine not hit anything and just let it tell me what's on the back end of that that other people are using to describe those products and Scott I see you're pulling it up as we go.
0: Yep. So I, I just typed a, in garlic press. And so, you know, like you said, there's, there's a bunch of different ones. There's a couple of name, uh, it looks like name brand ones. Would they be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then there's one that's garlic press, stainless steel, garlic press, uh, OXO, which is a brand, uh, Rosli or garlic press, garlic,
1: garlic presser, which garlic is presser. Interesting. right. And so then garlic press and slicer.
0: Yep uh, garlic press pampered chef. So again, people are searching for that. You wouldn't necessarily do that, but you would use the ones like garlic presser or, uh, stainless steel, garlic press. That's one garlic press and slicer. If you have a slicer, like, so those are ways, like you said, Chris, that's Amazon's algorithm telling you what people are searching for. So use that it's free. Like why not? Right. Like, uh, you know, or you can even start it differently. Like if I go stain, if I start with stainless steel, uh, and I just keep typing. Uh, let's see. I'll say stainless steel. And then I'm going to put garlic. And it's going to say stainless steel garlic press professional. Stainless steel garlic rocker. Stainless steel garlic slicer. Stainless steel garlic press and peeler set. Stainless steel garlic press rocker. Stainless steel garlic press... Amazon fan or ama Amma, or amaz fan or something. A I can't, fan. not Maze fan. Um, stainless steel garlic onion. Gar- a stainless steel garlic smell. Stainless steel garlic cleaner. And all I'm doing, guys, is I just typed in stainless steel garlic, and then that came all up. The top one is stainless steel garlic press.
1: But so, then- so Scott, kind of taking these, what I would do is I would jot these down, right? So we would jot down stainless steel garlic press. We would jot down stainless steel garlic press cleaner. Uh, the other one I think that came up was slicer and then professional. And Mm -hmm. what we would do is we would take a look at those different words and phrases and we would make it into a human readable sentence that actually describes the product, right? A lot of people miss this and they just type in stainless steel garlic press with cleaner and, uh, professional presser capabilities and something like that, right? So what I might do is just kind of restructure this to say professional quality stainless steel garlic press with cleaner. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, now, and, I probably I probably wouldn't put professional at the front. <clears throat> I might work that a different way so that we have garlic press at the front, because that's the thing. That's the most generic way to describe. it.
0: Well, box. I was going to ask you. So, again, I mean, and okay, let, let's talk about this really quickly. Uh, you know, when you're looking at a keyword, and just so so people understand, because some people we're just we're just expecting everyone knows what a keyword is. And it's funny, I was at a meetup uh, last year, I think it was, uh, and um, someone came up to me, and they were like, you know, in the beginning, like you are talking about keyword, like I had no idea what that was, and then you broke it down, and it made a lot of sense. So sometimes I have to know that. You know, sometimes people are listening for the first time and they don't know what that is. So basically the keyword that we're talking about is kind of like the thing that people could be searching for or a search term. Okay. So, and that, that could be like garlic press or stainless steel garlic press, right? That is like the main keyword or a long tail keyword as we call it. Now talk a little bit about this, Chris, because you are, you know, kind of like the guy that knows a little bit about SEO and, and and about how all that stuff works. Well, on Amazon, we're talking about really search engine optimization for Amazon, their optimization. Do you feel that the main title is weighted the most in search? Yes. Yes. Okay. And it's very similar to a blog post, right? Or a website address or something like that. It's like that all kind of, it's the same idea. It's weighted the most from what we've seen. True?
1: Right. And the reason for that is it's the thing that actively describes the product, right? And if you think about the way that an Amazon search results page, which is, you know, if if you search for something on Amazon and hit enter, they take you to a search results page, right? The SEO nerds would call it a SERP, S-E-R-P. Uh, search engine results page. And when you look at at that, when you're searching for a product on Amazon, there's like three things that you see, you see the photos, you see the price, and you see the listing title, right? So Amazon is going to pay a lot of attention to that listing title because anytime Amazon shows anything in a search results page, they want to show the most relevant product. Unlike Google, who's looking to give people the right answer, Amazon is trying to give people the products that they're most likely to buy yeah. for any given search. And the better fit we are for each individual search that somebody runs, the the more juice we get to that, right? And then if we sell well for that, then we get even more juice. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: it does. And we'll get into that. Like, guys, what we're talking about right now is like, these are the things you, you need to think about when you're creating that listing. Uh, again, Um, And I think the, the big thing here I want to highlight is in that title, if you are selling a stainless steel garlic press, that is exactly how that should be in your title because it's the way that people would search. So you're not going to be able to find, you're not going to be able to use all the combinations in the title. Just use the one that is like, if you could rank for one keyword, what would it be? And I mean, keyword, it could be a string of words. It could be stainless steel garlic press. That could be your, you know, your Your golden search term, right? That could be it. If it is, lead with that, and then you can fill in after that. And also keep in mind, depending on the category, you could be limited to 100 characters, 200 characters, 250. It just depends. And they're changing this stuff all the time. So you want to stick within that. I would definitely not go over that because then you can get slapped for that and all that fun stuff. Um, So just... And stay away from doing anything uh, gray hat or black hat by, you know, putting in brand names of other competitors and like stuff. like Don't do that stuff. Um, just just don't do that. So that's something,
1: the oh, Go ahead. Something I wanted to throw out on that, Scott. First of all, if you guys don't understand gray hat, black hat, white hat, uh, that's a, that's a reference to yep. cowboys, right? If you watch old westerns, the bad guys always wear black hats. The good guys always wear white hats and I don't know that anybody wears gray hats, but obviously that would fall in between black and white, uh, <laughs> right? Exactly. Stuff that isn't explicitly bad, but isn't explicitly it's good. It's riding the
0: line. Yeah. Would be
1: gray, right? You're the guy that starts the posse, but doesn't join it. Um, the, the mistake that a lot of people make is they hear us talk about keywords and they hear us talk about how Amazon looks at that title and it has so much weight. So they try to shove as much as they can in there and they miss out on the second thing that I kind of glazed over when I was talking about that, which is yes, like being relevant for a search in terms of having that, that search term in your title is important for ranking, but you can't write for, for Amazon, you have to write for the buyer. So the title has to actually make sense and it has to actually describe the product. You don't just wanna load it full of keywords because then people will go, what the heck is this? It makes no sense, I'm not going to buy it. And you lose out on one of the things that I would argue is probably even more important in the long term, which is the relevance from sales Yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's 100%. And, and just understand too, like we're gonna be going now into the bullet points, which is next. Like If you have something that's really kind of like a keyword that you wanna put in there, but you don't know if you should put it in the title, We have bullet points, we have description, we have backend search terms, like those are different areas we can plug those in and they still have weight. They just might not have as much weight, but you'll see here, once we get into like the second part of the pre-launch and you'll see why this is important and why we want to get sales out of the gate, because once we're optimized, then the sales will fuel uh, the ranking. All right, so let's move on. So now that you kind of understand like the keyword, you know, kind of like how it's built and kind of like how you're gonna be using this stuff and we're talking about the title only, you're gonna take that same same kind of strategy in a sense and you're gonna move that into your bullet points. Now again, not just stuffing keywords to put keywords in there. Bullet points to me are a really easy scannable list of benefits and features. That's what's gonna be there. So if you have if it just so happens, that you have, you know, benefits and features that talk about your product and they are going to be obviously related to your product. And then they're going to help when people search for other you know, variations of that keyword. So if it's stainless steel garlic press and it's in your title and then you talk about, uh, you know, a certain uh, length or something in the benefits, that could then also help you and it'll kind of like Amazon will pick and choose where they see these different keywords as long as we're driving sales through the listing. All right. So just with the bullet points, I'm not going to spend too much time here because we have a bunch more stuff we have to cover in the pre-launch, but your bullet points, generally there's five. Um, sometimes there's more depending on the categories. I would use them all. Why not? Um, but I would lead with benefits and then I would also, uh, sprinkle in some features. People want to know why they're buying the product and how it's going to benefit them. If I'm buying a scrubber for the pool, which we talked about, I'm buying it because I want to remove algae or I want to remove, I want to remove, um, scaling, right? So you would say on there what it's going to do. Right. And then that would make me say, oh, I'm buying the right one. Like I just was looking at muriatic acid the other day, Chris, I know this is random, but I was looking at muriatic acid the other day to lower the pH in the pool. And like, literally you can go and buy muriatic acid in Lowe's or Home Depot. And it doesn't say for pools. It just says for concrete. It just says it's to basically, uh, you know, help with like, uh, grout lines or, you know, mortar lines, all that stuff on brick helps to clean it. Yada, yada, yada has nothing to do with pools. But it's the same stuff. But when I see it, if it says on there that it's it's also used for pools, it makes me feel as though I got the right one. Right? Even though it's the same thing. Does that make sense,
1: Chris? It does. And and you see that all over the place with products, right? I mean, you see Tylenol marketed as three or four different things. Yeah. Right. Right. Or Ibuprofen. I'm getting that one. Brand names on it. Or, you know, Ibuprofen, it's like, you know, pain pain relief for sports injuries. Right. And you look at it and it's i 200 milligrams of ibuprofen and some caffeine. Well, guess what else that is? That's like Excedrin. And also uh, there's three or four other brands exactly. that are marketed for different things. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have all kinds of stuff like that. And so it's just a matter of of marketing it. You see the same thing with razors, right? Uh, razors is a great example there. You have uh, it's a razor with a handle and five razor blades and it's pink. <laughs> it's right. the same the exact razor, the girls, right? <laughs> with five razor bra- blades, and it's blue. And different ones, you know. Usually, the women's razor, for whatever reason, is a dollar more <laughs> because it's specifically for women. But it's the same razor, right? Yeah. It's the same exact razor. The handle's just pink, not blue. So absolutely. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So again, guys, just understand that the bullet points to me are really to, uh, you know, kind of call out the benefits, the features as well, Um, and then that way they're also your telling Amazon what your product is, what it does, what it's for. And once you do that, remember once we start getting sales, which we're going to talk about in the, the next part of the pre-launch and then in the launch eventually in the next podcast episode uh, in this series, uh, you, you're really you're telling Amazon and you're also telling your customers what your product is and what it does and who it's for. So just think of the bullet points of that right there in a really like detailed list. You're also, again, being able to be indexed by Amazon because you're, again, telling them what you have for sale and kind of like what your product is and does. Same thing with the description. Now, the description to me has less weight, but it's an area where you can still elaborate more on the bullet points. So it's almost like taking your bullet points and then like really explaining them in detail. You're also able... To, and you know, in some cases, some people have said that they have found that they are indexed. Some people have said that they are not, or they are indexed, but they're not in search. Like, so there's all of this, like, does it really matter to me? It does matter. Just pretend like your customer is going to read that. Even though we all probably know, and Chris, I know you agree with this. (laughs) Most people don't read the description, but if they do, it's there. And we are telling Amazon what we are selling in a lot more detail. So if for some reason it does matter, it's gonna basically scrape our listing, their little robot is gonna scrape it, their little bot, and then from there, we are going to be able to possibly rank, or when we start doing sponsored product ads in pay-per-click and all that fun stuff, that will also help us because again, they're scraping our listing, they're, they're like scraping it and saying like, what is this all about? I wanna make sure that we're gonna be targeting the right, you know, making sure that the keywords are right and all that stuff and we're relevant. That's where that will come in. So your bullet points is like a scannable, uh, you know, I think the bullet points are more important than the description, uh, but the description is there again to give your product and to really tell more about your product to Amazon internally, but then also if people actually read that, that's what I would do. And then I would, again, I would include the benefits, the features, give more details, and I would even throw a little call to action in there at the end, uh, something, you know, Something like, you know, if you want to start pressing garlic this holiday season and make amazing meals that your family will love, go ahead and click the buy now button above or whatever. Um, Something like that. You get the idea. Chris, is there anything else you want to talk about the bullets in the description before we move on I, to the second part? Yeah,
1: I, I want to kind of echo what you said and the reason that I think the bullets are so important. And again, Scott, like you mentioned, like some people say the bullets are indexed, but they're not actually used by Amazon for like ranking like we talked about with the title. Uh, or the description, but they are there for that second component that we talked about, which is converting people into sales. So they are extremely important for that because if we don't fill those out properly, we don't give people benefits and let them know exactly how the product's going to help them with whatever their problem is, then we lose the opportunity to convert those people because they'd be relying on buying the product basically from the images and the title and they don't necessarily have a good understanding of that. It's not like the store where you can pick up the garlic press, play with it, you know, squish your finger in it, see how sharp it is, do all those kinds of things. Right. You're reliant on the images and the description of the product, which on Amazon really isn't the description section. It's the bullets section. Mm-hmm. So I would spend a lot of time there. And Amazon actually renamed this section recently. It used to be the uh, was it the details section. Yeah. Now they've actually renamed it in the listing to the description section, right? So they have a product description and the key product features in that section now. And it, it, it's it's always been there, it just was called something different. And I think that's important to understand because that's really where you're selling the product. Yeah. And if you don't fill that out properly and completely, you can miss out on a lot of sales.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we actually on our workshop, we generally show like screenshots of, uh, optimization and we kind of go through that. So I'm not gonna be able to do that here. Um, but, uh, hopefully you can kind of get a visual of what we're talking about. Like your images are really important as far as grabbing the attention, also showing the quality. That's the, that's like thinking about like having a customer come into your store and being able to touch it and see it and like inspect it. Right. That's what your images do. It also allows you to show people how it's being used. And then from there, they can imagine themselves using it. So images are really, really important for that. And then from there, your title, like I said, that is weighted for search and for, uh, you know, getting yourself ranked. So you definitely want to explain what your product is as much as possible there without stuffing it. And then your bullets, um, very important for describing the benefits and the features. And again, I'm just going to go back to what I had said before, cause I kind of go back to what was just recent for me. Uh, if I was looking at muriatic acid and which I was, and if I didn't see it said used for also used for pools, um, I wouldn't have bought it. So I was looking for that. I was scanning for that. And once I seen that, I'm like, okay, there it is. I got the one. It's the same stuff, the same amount, all that stuff. Um, so really important that you understand that if you are targeting a certain you know customer and you know that they're looking for it for that use, then definitely make sure that you put that in there because that could be the difference between someone buying it and not buying it. Um, So your benefits and features um, inside the bullets, your description, do the exact same thing just in more detail, maybe a call to action. And then the other thing is, and we'll just touch on this really quickly, is on the back end of your listing, you have have a spot there where you can put in search terms. They just changed this uh, back to 250 characters. Um, Go ahead, put in there maybe what you couldn't put in on the front end, or maybe even just some of you can repeat here. You don't have to not repeat, you know, I don't think you're going to be hurt by it, Um, but a lot of people said, instead of repeating, use other ones that you wouldn't put on the front end. For whatever reason, I don't know. Um, I would just put, if you're going to if you're gonna really try to go after a certain keyword or two or three, put those back there. Make sure that you're optimized back um, on the back end. No one's going to see them. It's really you telling Amazon again what your uh, product is and who it's for. Um, so again, just uh, make sure that you use them wisely. Um, all right. So let me just kind of... Uh, just kind of, I guess, go through this really quickly as far as, and we'll wrap up this part of the pre-launch, and then we're going to move into how to get ourselves ready for launch day and get sales out of the gate, because that's what's going to fuel everything. Um, Okay, so listing optimization plus sales equals keyword ranking, all right? I'm going to say that one more time. Listing optimization, what we just talked about, that's fine. That's not going to just rank you automatically, you're not just going going to appear, because in most cases, you have competition, you have other people that are competing for those keywords, in most cases, okay, now, what will happen once we give Amazon some sales through our listing, well, we start to get noticed, this is kind of where it comes down to that formula, and we'll talk about that in the promotions phase, and the launch phase, is like, how many sales do I need to potentially rank, and I say potentially because you never know. If we're going after products that follow the 10 by 10 by one strategy, that is 10 units per day, right? So they're ranking on page one because they're getting 10 sales per day. We have to match that, okay? But if we match it and we're not optimized for those keywords, we won't rank. It's just the way it works, okay? So we need to make sure, number one, we do the listing optimization correctly. If we get ranked, we need to make sure that we sell our product through our images, right? Or we get attention through the images. So that's why they're important. So you can kind of see how everything is kind of tied back to the listing optimization. Once we get that done, which we just talked about, now we need to drive sales. Once we drive sales, then we can start ranking for keywords. So Chris, did I illustrate that good here through the audio version of this versus the workshop? (laughs)
1: You did. And the sales, the sales side of that is the second part that I've been talking about. Right. We we need to set ourselves up to get sales success because the listing optimization part plus the sales is what's going to drive us the long term success.
0: Yeah. Yeah. OK, cool. So let's move on. Uh, let's move on to the second part of the pre-launch phase. All right. So uh, in this phase, OK, or in this in this phase, we have two parts. Like I said, this is step two. Okay, And this is the time when you are going to be either building your email list. And if you guys have been listening uh, for the past six to eight months, we've been really talking a lot about this because this is kind of like the new approach that we've been using for uh, the new brand that we're working in. Um, if I was to talk to you about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, I would say go out there and find a deal site and uh, you know maybe give a promotion in that deal site because they've already done the work for you. Now, because they made these changes to the, you know having uh, you know, reviews being done by people that have, you know, committed to these these deal sites or that have raised their hand, um, we want to kind of stay away from those now. And just even my background, I know the power of having your own email list and uh, being able to leverage that to boost sales whenever you want. All right? So I would say, number one, think about how you are going to build your list. Now this could be your own email list. This could be a, this could be a deal site that you may want to use that you trust. okay? Now there's a couple of them out there. There's slick deals, there's fat wallet. those are a couple of big ones out there. Um, those are the ones that I would use if I was going to use them. Um, but again, they're deal sites, they're going to serve one purpose. They're going to serve a purpose for you to get a sale. That's it. What I want to do is I want to build an email list or a social media list of some kind and I want to be able to use that and I want to be able to use it again and again and again and I want to build a little bit of awareness for our brand. I wanna be able to use it for Facebook. I wanna use it for all of that stuff. And again, I don't wanna overwhelm you in this section, but we do a really good job, if I don't say so myself, in our workshop where we talk all about building um, that email list. And you know, a lot of people say, Chris, like, well, if I don't have my product yet, should I start building my list? And the answer is yes, right? You should. Now, if you are not going to be committed to this market, then maybe not. Maybe what you want to do then is you, you want to reach out to other influencers in your in your market. Maybe you want to go to YouTube or Instagram or even Facebook and reach out to someone that's already built a following that you could reach out to and go, hey, listen, I've got a product I think your audience would love. I'd love to give you and your audience a deal, right? I'd like to run a promotion for 40% off uh, for the weekend or something like that. That's going to take you reaching out to you know, a bunch of different influencers. This isn't something you're going to reach out to one. They're going to go, yeah, sure. You have to do the work. So that is this part of the pre-launch phase. This is where you're going to do outreach. Maybe you're going to reach out to these, these bloggers or these, you know, Instagrammers or these YouTubers. And a lot of people say, well, Scott, where do I find them? You go to those platforms. You, you search those different groups. If you're on Facebook, search for a fly fishing group, If you're selling fly fishing gear, uh, if you're, if you're uh, selling a garlic press, you probably want to look for cooking sites of some kind or searching, uh, cooking groups, something like that. Uh, Instagram, same thing, right? So you want to just go there and start doing this research. You're going to spend some time digging through this. Now, if you're going to build your own email list, because you know that you're going to be in this market for the long haul and you want to build an asset then I suggest building that email list. And again, I would go through that workshop. We'll we'll include that link in the show notes to this episode, which will be theamazingseller.com forward slash 443. Or you can just go to theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. And we'll show you exactly what we're doing currently and how it's working and why we're so... I guess, passionate about it because it's working so well. And, uh, we just actually wrapped up a contest that we did to build our email list and we were able to get just under 6,000 emails for about $900. Um, and years ago, Chris, and back in the day, actually about a year and a half ago, two years ago, (laughs) uh, you know, people would spend that much money to just rent the list in a sense. They would, they would pay a review group to give away their product, uh, at a discount, and they would pay $900 or they would spend more because they're also discounting their product.
1: Um, well, so that that's a question, Scott. How much did you spend on your first launch? Do you remember?
0: Uh, yeah, I actually, well, I've got a, a rough idea. I believe I spent over $2,000 and that was for, I think, just 140 units I gave away. And I say gave away, I gave them away for like a dollar because that was kind of like the thing to do, right? And I only wanted to give away like 20 a day, but I screwed up and I gave all 140 of them away in like. I don't know, like 45 minutes because it was a list that someone had built for people that wanted to get discounts on products in exchange for uh, an honest review. That's what we were doing back in the day. We're not doing that anymore. Now there's still groups out there that say, well, we've kind of cleaned the list. We, we you know, they, they know that they can't leave a review anymore. Like I don't even want to go down that road anymore. So that's why we do the email list. That's what we do. Or reach out to an influencer that isn't doing it because it's an Amazon seller and that's what they've been trained to do. Like we're not doing that. Um, I don't suggest you do that. I say either reach out to someone else that has a list that is in your market or build your own list. And while you're doing this, while your product is coming, you can still be contacting the list and talking to the list and giving away a prize, like all that stuff that we talk about in that workshop for building your email list. And uh, a lot of people want to know, like, what do I email them? All that stuff we talk about in that workshop. So I'm not going to go into detail there, but that's what you need to be focused on in these two parts of the pre-launch. In these two steps is really optimizing your listing, getting your listing created. Okay. That's number one. Number two is building this list or reaching out and finding out where your launch is going to take place. Where are you going to be getting an influx of sales like day one? Because on day one, we want sales. And pretty much, I think for the last five products that we've launched, five or six, we have had a minimum of a hundred sales per email that we've sent out for that launch of that initial product. And every single time it boosts us up in the rankings because we've optimized and we start to get organic sales. It's just how it works. We've, we're giving Amazon what they want, right? Sales. We've already optimized like we talked about. We have a good product. That's the other thing we should probably note here, Chris. You got to have a good product. Um, and then you can start ranking and start getting organic sales. And then we can also go into, and we'll talk about this in the launch phase and the promotion phase is really what to do next. So this way here, you keep those sales coming in organically and paid. Um, so Chris, what else do you want to talk about in the pre-launch as far as the uh, building of a list or outreach?
1: I think the, the biggest thing in the second half of the pre-launch phase is picking a strategy, right? You can do it a whole bunch of different ways. We like to build an email list, whether that's using influencers or just Facebook ads, right? But you don't have to have that list yourself. What you're really trying to do here is find a way to get sales on day one, pick it, and then move into the next phase. If, if you're going to do it the way that we do it, it's going to take up some of your time and, and a little bit of energy and effort while you're waiting on that product. If you're just going to use a deal site, it's going to take up a little bit less time. But you're also going to get a, not as good of a result, generally speaking, um, because you're putting in less time, energy and effort. But the thing that's kind of cool about this, Scott, is you can kind of revisit this phase anytime you want. Right. You can come back to part two of the pre-launch phase. And if on day one, whatever you chose to do didn't work well, you can use one of these other strategies when you're in the launch phase. It just takes a little bit of time to get it up and running. So become familiar with all of the different ways that you can do it and then pick the one that is the best fit for you and move forward with that. Just like in the first half of this phase, Scott, we said, you know, getting the listing up is kind of our our best good faith effort in the beginning. And we're going to come back and make some changes. Same thing with the, the pre-launch lists or influencers or any of those kinds of things. Put in your best good faith effort. Put in, you know, the time and energy into the method that you think is going to work best. And then if you need to come back and make some tweaks and some changes, you can always do that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Pick one and do it. And again, you know, you're going to be putting in time here. Okay, so we're not going to, you know, some some gurus out there might be saying like, oh, you can do this stuff in like, you know, three weeks and everything's going to be. No, I'm I'm not going to tell you that because it's not true. Like this is going to require work. But understand this, the work that you're putting in now could pay you time and time again, because once you get either a list bill or you make a connection with an influencer, and even if it takes you a hundred emails to a hundred different influencers or people in, in that space, if you land two or three of them, they're always there in your back pocket for when you do a launch. Or if you want all of the control, you build that yourself, all right? Or you can do both. I mean, you can do both, let's face it. Because what you want is you want the power and the leverage of being able to send an email and push sales whenever you want. We've ran out of inventory a couple of different times. Once that happens, guess what? We got to get things going again. So what do we do? We send a little a little uh, promo to our list and say, hey, we just got back in stock. Because we ran out, we want to apologize and we want to give you guys a discount. And then boom, we get some sales. And then once we do that, guess what? We get back in the algorithm quicker than if we were to just kind of let things slowly happen. I know our good friend Dom says, Typically, if you don't have a launch list, and if you don't have a way to get sales like that, it could take four to six weeks before you kind of gain your rank back, depending on how competitive your space is. We found that we're able to rank like almost back to where we were in like two or three days. Like, and that's the power and the leverage of a list. So to me, it's about putting in the work and the time now, building that asset that you can leverage time and time again. And then from there, you always have it, especially if you're going to stay in this market. Um, The other cool thing is with this. And we will wrap this up soon because I don't want to go on a tangent here. But the the cool thing about building that list also is you get a lot of insight on the market. And it also doesn't just help you get sales. It also helps you when you're trying to create content, what content to create, what content that they can share and help you grow your brand by sharing your brand with others. Like all of that stuff kind of comes back to you building that email list and not just going after a sale, but actually going after uh, them being able to share it and help you even even with a new product. Like we've launched new products uh, or we've told the the list that we're going to be launching new products and wanted their opinions on different styles. And then they vote on what they want. How awesome is that? So again, guys, I can't stress it enough. It is work, but it's not hard. It's just, you have to do it. Um, You have to allocate some time. And then once you do that, it's going to be something that to me will reward you time and time again. Um, So guys, that is going to wrap up the pre-launch. Again, if you guys want the visual and kind of like uh, our workshop uh, view, because we do go through this in all five phases during one of our workshops, you can always head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And Chris and I will be there. We'll take you through all five phases in one session. All right. So we'll break it all down. We'll also do Q&A. So if you are a visual learner and you want to kind of go through it, or if you just want to go through it again to let this stuff sink in and actually, uh, you know, we do also so show different examples and stuff, um, definitely go check that out and register for an upcoming workshop um, and you can get all the details on that page. Um, so just to wrap up here, in this in this pre-launch phase, you have two things you're going to be doing. Number one, optimizing your listing while creating your listing and then optimizing it. Okay. And then number two is preparing for the launch, and that is by doing outreach or building your own list. So this way here, we can give Amazon what they want, an optimized listing and sales. And that will that will generally lead to organic ranking and sales. So that's what we want. The next session in this series or the next part in this series will be part five, and that will be the launch and promotions phase, all right? And that is where we're going to be talking about getting your sales, what to do, and then from there, uh, how to rank. Okay, and how to really continue to push the algorithm and continue to push sales. Also, we'll talk about uh, reviews and and that type of stuff as far as like how we're gonna go about getting those. That'll all be in the launch and promotions phase, and that will be in part five, the next one. So look forward uh, to that one. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always. Uh, let us know whether it's uh, on social or if it's uh, through email. You can uh, just send a question at questions at the amazing seller.com and uh, we'll do our best to answer those or even include them on an upcoming Facebook Live or something like that. So, Chris, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up the pre launch? I,
1: I just want to reiterate, and I don't think we can say this enough, Scott. You know, again, going back to good is better than, or yeah, good is better than perfect, right? Yeah. And, and done is better than perfect. And These things do set the foundation, right? Both of these things, picking our launch strategy that we're going to use here in the next phase and creating that foundation of the listing really do set us up for long-term success, even if they're not perfect, right? It's setting a good foundation for those things. So don't glaze over this section. A lot of people just kind of throw up a bare bones listing and move on, spend some time and energy and effort. Like you said, it is going to take some time to get these things dialed in to be happy with them, right? Don't stress out about it for the next two months, but do actually (laughs) invest some time into both of these things right now. And it's going to be absolutely worth it once you get to the launch phase.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. All right, so uh, let's officially wrap this up. This is episode 443. This is part four of our five-part series. So again, I'll include everything in the show notes, all of the past episodes. Uh, You can go to theamazingseller.com forward slash 443. Again, I will put additional resources and podcast episodes that we've talked about optimization and launching and all that stuff will be in the show notes to this episode as well. So again, theamazingseller.com forward slash 443 so that's it that's going to wrap up this session get out there make it happen and remember as always guys i'm here for you i believe in you and i am rooting for you but you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud say it with a little energy chris are you going to say it with some energy today
1: i'll say it with some energy today. let's
0: do it let's do it on the count of three what do you say let's do it one two three take action Have an awesome, amazing day, guys, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.